class is back in session. Where, where? Welcome to D Hall and Dragons, a real play D&D podcast about four high school students that get sucked into a world of fantasy and magic and have to set out on a quest to find their way home, but not before they find themselves along the way. My name's Riley Wesson. I am this campaign's dungeon master, and I am joined by my friends and players. And boy, howdy, I hope you've all been studying because it's time for your midterm, baby. Oh, God. <laughs> what? <laughs> I still haven't bought the textbook. Oh, well, oh, no. <laughs> you're in for a wild ride, my friend. There, there was a textbook assigned for this? The real textbook was the friends you made along the way. <laughs> oh, we love a continued metaphor. We're all failing our midterm. Yeah. <laughs> Truly, yeah. In that case, Honestly, oh, fuck, we're James failing. James might pass. James yeah, would pass. Might be, yeah, yes. I might be the only fucking person of the... Yes. Yeah. James would be the guy that lets everyone cheat off of his exam. Yes. Like, guys, I I, I'm the only one here that understands friendship, so, like, here, you can look <laughs> at my paper. We're learning. We're getting there. Brian wouldn't need to cheat. He would fail on his own. <laughs> <laughs> so, who's going first? Um... <laughs> I can already see Brandon pulling up the uh, yeah. box of questions. <laughs> well, yeah, we're gonna. Yeah, it was your fault for sending them. Hell, I, well, I'm, honestly, honestly, they're they're turning out pretty good. They're, yeah. They're, yeah, they are. They're they're a fun way to. We're to having jump some into pretty good extensive conversations about our characters. <laughs> uh, hi, my name is Brandon Lindsay, and I play Cecil McNamara. And uh, this question: Are you choosing question, one, or do you want? Yeah, I'm just gonna start choosing. Okay, I'm go gonna, for it. I'm, yeah, I'm, I'm gonna lose it. track. Choose yeah, something that, out. like, it'll be fun when Riley has to answer it with regards to himself. Fuck you. <laughs> um, can you tell when someone is flirting with you? Cecil has to deal with this a lot. People like to flirt with Cecil quite a bit, <laughs> oh, um, but he takes it in stride, and he kind of he kind of acknowledges that, like, he is kind of a hot ticket item. So <laughs> it's you know, there's a high, it's, it's a low supply but a high demand type situation. Um, and he understands economics very well. He's in AP economics mm. right now, but, um, and a lot of the girls in there who are seniors are flirting with him, but he's, you know, he's got to focus on sports at the, at the moment. So it's not a whole lot that he can't really reciprocate Just one, one true love, you know, his one true love right now is, is definitely sports. I mean, you know, he's definitely love gonna the, love of the game, baby. Lo- love of the game. Yeah. And, uh, he'd rather be, you know, chasing balls than chasing tail. Wait, actually, <laughs> Wait a, minute. Did, Wait a minute. Did you just come out on this podcast? Oh my god, that was so good. Wait a minute. Um, hello, I am Jackson Pounds. I play James Malden. James cannot not. Uh, tell when someone is flirting with him. Absolutely not. Most oblivious person ever when it comes he's to that. He's not the best at reading people. I guess he's very he's I guess he's good at reading people's energy and he's very good at empathy. That's fair. But with regards to people's attraction to him, no. Probably mm. because his yep. self-worth is below the earth's mantle. So it's <laughs> you know that's buried deep in the core. Everybody put a penny in <laughs> the therapy. Everyone, everyone just put their hand on their heart. Yeah. <laughs> everyone put a penny in the therapy for James John. I pledge allegiance to the James of the United States of tenderness. Yeah. So now, now we've got a we got a douchebag jar and we've got a therapy jar. <laughs> the therapy jar, I think, is important for all of these teenagers. Oh, that thing's gonna get filled up real quick. Yeah, everyone, uh, we got guys. Anyway, speaking of needing therapy. Oh yeah. yeah so uh, my name is Danielle Grisco, <laughs> and I play Brian Tolkien. And uh, with regards to being able to tell when people are flirting with him, um, it's tough to tell because, to Brian's knowledge to date, no one has flirted with him, <laughs> and so. I honestly like tbd 
someday someone will will care enough to take a stab at it. Um, Brian doesn't know when that will be. Maybe we'll discover that on this podcast. Honestly, we've got to find ourselves somehow. <laughs> well, great. I'm Andy Dinehart, and I play Victoria Hightower. I would say for Victoria, she's pretty aware when people are trying to flirt with her. She's she's kind of used to it. She knows she's like conventionally pretty. She thinks it's absolutely obnoxious and she hates it because uh, it never comes from the people she wants it to come from. But yeah, she knows when people are flirting with her. <laughs> oh. <laughs> wow, wow. And another, and wow, another wow. for the therapy wow. Yeah. Wow. Wow, wow, wow. It's never the people she wants it to come from. No. Oh. Wow. I miss hard. high school, you know? Oh, man. <laughs> Very angsty. Man. It's like, forget about taxes. Man, the one person that I want to flirt with me is not going to flirt with me. Oh, it's all over. Heartbreaking. <laughs> and last but certainly not least, my name's Riley Wesson. As I said, I am this campaign's dungeon master. So, yeah, I have absolutely no idea when people are flirting with me. No. Um, I have a story about this that everyone, you, you, I think I've told all yes, of you this. Um, is it an extensive story? It's not very <laughs> extensive. I, I, can con- I can condense it. So I was running one night. Um, yes! Yeah. Oh, yes! <laughs> story! <laughs> yeah, see, there you go. Yes. Everyone already knows. I was out running one night. Jackson, Jackson doesn't know this. Oh, Jackson doesn't know this. I was running one night and I was running through the college campus in my town and I was like listening to music and just kind of focused on running. And all of a sudden I see like this motion out of the side of my eyes. And I was like, what the fuck was that? And I turn and there's this girl running next to me. And I was like, oh my gosh. And so I took my earbud out. I was like, because I kind of jumped. I was like, sorry, you just kind of like, I you surprised. And she's like, oh, that's, she was like, oh, okay. Sorry about that. I didn't mean to. And I was like, oh, it's fine. And she said, oh, my, my friends dare me to come up and run and to run up and say hi to you. And I was like, oh, cool. And I, I was, con- I was still running at this point and she was keeping up with me, which was pretty impressive because I was going pretty fast and, and a humble brag. Uh, and there was like a silence for about five seconds. And then she was like, okay, bye. And I was like, see ya. And ran, continued running. And about a quarter mile later, I was like, oh, oh, that's what that was. Uh, but I kept on going because I, you know, I was running and I, I couldn't ruin my pace at that point. No. I believe Danielle so. gave you a bunch of shit for that, too. Oh, my God. Danielle, <laughs> Danielle texted me in all caps for an extensive amount of time. I mean, frankly, like only because it's my dream to be running and have some girl run up to me and basically explain that's what's happening. Well, first you have to run. Yeah, that would require me running in general. Right. <laughs> all right. Well, mystery lady. If you're out there, if you're out there you're and listening. you're listening, if you're out here listening to this D and D podcast, we got a hot DM. <laughs> also, is, to be is fair, still running. If you're running with his pace and you're listening to a D and D podcast, like, girl, this is a match made in heaven. Yes, it is. <laughs> that number is five five five. <laughs> <laughs> So, last session on D Hall and Dragons, our favorite band of misfits discovered what exactly was kept in the Dragon's Tower, a half-orc teenage girl by the name of Val. She told them that she'd been in the tower for the past 10 years, with nothing but the dragon's occasional visits and calisthenic exercises to keep her company. Though seeming nervous, Val was anxious to escape the tower and see the outside world. So the gang... Oh my gosh. My voice has been cracking so much this week, and I fucking hate it. Dear mystery girl, he's also prepubescent, so just... Stop. (laughs) Get him while they're young. Oh, Jesus. Oh my God. That's that's one for the douchebag jar right there. (laughs) 
So, those seeming nervous, Val was anxious to escape the tower and see the outside world, so the gang headed downstairs with their new companion in tow. Unfortunately, the commotion they'd caused in breaking down the door alerted some kobolds who began to come upstairs. After a bit of trickery, they managed to kill the first two kobolds, and Cecil disguised himself as one of them, leading the remaining one away, allowing the rest of the group to sneak back to the sewer entrance, which was now flooded with rainwater. Cecil was led by Jerry the Kobold back to the barracks, and upon being left alone, went invisible, and, as Brandon so aptly put it, pulled some rogue shit. Unfortunately, he forgot about the two dead kobolds upstairs, who were discovered after he loitered around the place for too long. The castle was then on high alert, and as Cecil tried to sneak out, he failed to get through a crowded group without bumping a few lizardmen. In a desperate attempt, he used his last charge of his bag of tricks, summoning Miko, who scurried off, confused at his predicament and doing absolutely nothing to distract the lizardmen. In a last-ditch effort to keep his friends from being discovered, Cecil cast a hold person spell, dropping his invisibility because Brandon forgot that both of them were concentration spells. What followed was a mad dash into the sewers and a crazy raft ride to escape the approaching horde of reptilian monsters. After a harrowing escape, they emerged on the edge of Spiteful Field, which was now on high alert in response to the castle's own high alert. Before they could make it back to their van, though, the Silver Dragon returned. Seeing that the tower was empty, it spotted the students and flew down, landing and calling out Val's full name, Valencia, to which she responded with the classic, exasperated, MOM! And that's where we join them now. I feel attacked. <laughs> so Val is standing there next to you uh, and kind of looking with the classic teenage girl eye roll and looking kind of sheepishly at the ground uh, and going, uh, yeah, so everybody um, meet my mom, Martha, the uh, silver dragon. James gives a very... A slight wave. While while he's waving, Brian leans over to James and just says, Martha? Martha looks down at you guys all, very tall, very menacing. Uh, but the second that Val kind of introduces you guys, she says, Mom, these are, these are my friends. This is uh, Victoria and Cecil and Brian and James. This dragon kind of like settles back and looks a bit more chill. It's like, Oh, I didn't know you were friends of Valencia's. I apologize for my manners. I'm I'm a little bit of a a little bit protective of my little girl, but Valencia, you know you're not allowed out of the tower. We've talked about this. It's too dangerous out here. Val is kind of like kicking the the dirt with her foot. She's like, I, I mean, my my friends just kind of kind of showed up, and I I thought it was a would be a chance to to get out. Oh, is that so? And she kind of looks down at you guys, now getting a bit more annoyed. Are you for some some bad influences on my daughter? Well, uh, no, 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 no. No, uh, no. I no mean, we were trying were to just trying to help and like yeah. you know be like bodyguards for her. Yes, well, yes, we are. We are bad influences uh, on your daughter, Brian. No, oh, so at least one of you is truthful. I'm always truthful. I'm sort of like a personal trainer, so I'm you know, we were trying to get some. Do, do, a, do a handstand right now. Yeah. Sure. Looking at you, your skinny little body next to my 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 big strong girl, what? doing all of her calisthenics. You think you're a personal trainer? You think my girl needs a personal trainer? Yeah. Well, it, it's sort of like a. Yeah, I could do a headstand. Roll an athletics check. Would this be an acrobatics check? Okay. Sure. <laughs> sure. Because my my athletic my athletics is a negative two, but my acrobatics is a plus zero. So. <laughs> For this pointless, ridiculous check, sure, you can use acrobatics. Uh, 16! Okay. And 
I use four luck points to turn that into a 20. <laughs> oh my God. Finally, finally, the first use of luck points and they are used to pull off a pointless handstand. So yeah, you get off a pretty damn solid handstand with a with a lucky 20. You guys all see Cecil kind of prep himself and get up there and you're like, oh man, he's going to fall. But he, he holds it and he's shaking a little bit, but like he's holding it pretty well and he holds it for about 10 seconds. I do a small little like push off and I come back to standing and I'm sweating. I'm drenched, <laughs> drenched in sweat. Drenched in sweat. <laughs> yeah, that's a... <clears throat> I'm kind of out of breath because we just, you know, fought through. I mean, we just... It was. It's raining, so I'm, this is not sweat. It's rain. But yeah, I'm a personal trainer and I was hoping to, you know, get some sort of cross country. Brian steps forward and just puts his hand on Cecil's shoulder and says, uh, Martha, ma'am. The point is, we have kept your dear daughter safe, and it is truly our intention to keep her as safe as possible, no matter what next steps are. So you don't have to worry about your daughter. Um, you know, we may have helped her to, to leave the tower that she was in, and, and we're sorry if that was against your will, but the point is, she Damn, will right, never not really be good. safe in our care. Roll a persuasion check. Okay, 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 sorry, can I give him guidance? I mean, how heavy are you sweating right now? How, how out of on. breath are you at this moment? <laughs> I'm doing all right, and it's just a touch. It's just by touch. Okay, sure, sure. You, you can give Brian guidance. All right, Brian, so that's a D4 on top of that. And Brandon, roll a D20. Natural one. Come on, man. <laughs> I swear if I get smote for this. All right, roll a, roll a D100. Okay, so I'm I'm using luck points because I, I have to. Oh. Jesus! <laughs> I, I rolled a three, which is burning. And then, the and then my D four was a one. <laughs> Just in one, in one go, one dragon shows up, and all the luck points are gone. For the, yeah. um, for the total of six points that I have accrued, I would like to additionally use twelve luck points for a total of eighteen. Okay, okay. Give me just a second, Brandon. Did you roll that D one hundred? I also I, I rolled an eighteen. Okay, you regain a second level spell slot. <laughs> Yay! Cool. <laughs> So, so yeah, Martha listens to you, Brian, and is kind of taking it in. Well, I I appreciate your, your honesty and uh, for protecting my little girl here. But um, when you say she's whenever she is in your care, do you mean, are you saying she's going to, like, leave with you or anything? Uh, no, not, a, not it seems like there needs to be a, a conversation had between the two of you. So it doesn't seem like our place to, to step in here. Um, it seems like there needs to be a level of communication between mother and daughter, and I will not uh, impose on that, whatever well, communication comes, up, comes about there. This has come up more than once, but uh, we've, we've talked about this plenty of times, Valencia, and again, it's too dangerous for you to leave. Just look at all that's happened already today. And you know what happened that, that got you in that tower in the first place. Mom, but look, I know, but that was... I, I didn't have any control over that. And I'm I'm 17 years old now, Mom. Shouldn't I be allowed to, I don't know, leave the house at least for, I don't know, a day, if not longer? Now, young lady, do not take that tone with me. All right? We have talked about this. Brian puts his hood up. <laughs> I don't mean to interject. Yes, you, the sweaty one. Ma'am. <clears throat> That is what they call me. Um, looking around, are there any of the the population, the citizens of Spiteful Field around us, in like within earshot? No, not at the moment. Uh, I, as I was talking about, they're on pretty high alert, but they're all in the town right now. And so they're kind of bustling around. You can kind of hear some shouts here and there. 
Um, but most of like the community is is staying inside of their houses. Though you do see some kobolds that are now starting to stream down from the hill and are starting to make their way towards you. Wonderful. Yeah, I'm, I'm sorry, I, I don't mean to interject, but there was... Something feels a little weird to me. Oh, is that so? Well, it's just that we were... This is sort of instructed for us to do. Oh, really now? There's a guy who, um... He's kind of an asshole. I do not like that kind of language used around me. I'm sorry, he's... He's the kind of guy that makes you want to use that language. Oh, well, I know that all too well. And, uh... I feel like that's that's worth investigating. Is a guy who, uh... Owns the kind of the mercenary company in town. Brian is staring at Victoria. <laughs> <laughs> and seriously questioning if this is the right move for us to take. No. <laughs> Cecil, roll a persuasion check. Oh, shit. Okay. Damn, that's a nine. Okay. Now, it seems, it seems a bit irresponsible to be trying to blame others for the mistakes that you've made. Oh. Well, I, I think... I... I feel guilty. I feel a fair amount of guilt right now. Is that so? For, for breaking into somebody else's home and, and stealing their daughter? Well, yeah. Brian takes out his Venn diagram, and in the section that is um, our current situation, he just writes, complete conversation with the dragon. <laughs> <laughs> That's three luck points for Brian. <laughs> Thank you. I need them because I just burned 12. (laughs) (laughs) To those listening, I apologize for having not given luck points on air. We've been doing it a lot after sessions because I consistently forget to do it. But now that people are actually using luck points, I'm I'm reminded during sessions. Oh, hey, I can actually use these now. Also, I'm going to instill a rule that um, you can't use more than 10 luck points at once going forward. That's fair. (laughs) Look, Martha, can I call you Martha? Is that weird? Do, is there... Do you have another name that you prefer? Well, my last name is Silverscale. Silverscale. Miss Silverscale. Mrs. Silverscale. It's Miss. 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 Yeah, you shouldn't assume that. <clears throat> Brian, ever the advocate for women's rights. <laughs> <laughs> Can't imagine while you're still single, Martha. Um... As if her worth is going to be, like, created more by her marital status. Val leans over to Cecil. Are you hitting on my mom? No, I'm, ma'am, I'm not hitting on you. I promise. I just, I do feel a certain amount of guilt now that we're actually having dialogue. And I'm not trying to pass blame, but we were sent in with very little intelligence about what was going on. We we just thought it was a quest. Hmm. Well, I've had, I've had plenty of people go on quests to my castle. I'm sure you might have seen some of them. <clears throat> Well, you just... I've had plenty of people try and sneak into my castle and steal from my whore. Oh, we haven't stolen anything. Besides my daughter. Yeah, well... Um, Miss Silverscale, as a daughter of a single mother, I I understand the situation a a little bit better. So I'm also kind of on my own, and thankfully that's because my mom did a really good job of raising me, and she trusted in her own skills and everything that she taught me growing up that she knew she could trust me and you know when we got here obviously uh Cecil was saying here we we were given very little information and we stumbled upon a bright young woman 
who had been stuck in a tower for a very long time, who had never seen the world, and maybe wanted to spread her own wings. And I, I think she's very capable. Sh she helped us get out of your own castle. She's very good at what she does, and I think you can trust your own parenting to know that your daughter is safe with or without us, but maybe letting her adventure a little bit might be good for her. And she'll always remember what you taught her. She'll be okay. Roll that persuasion check with fucking advantage, my friend. <laughs> oh, man. Also, somebody write down that monologue because I'll be using it in my next audition. <laughs> Thank you. Don't worry. I'll, I'll, I'll transcript it when I'm editing. That's <laughs> what we call fucking off I'm the shaking. dome. I'm shaking. Look at that fucking role playing. That's what this game is about. Oh, okay. Uh, Brian lowers his hood. <laughs> Gasp. Yeah, James smiles at Victoria as she's giving this this speech. That's a 23. Ooh, yes, it baby. motherfucking is, bitch. Yes, we love to see that. Martha tilts her head and kind of nods a little bit. Well, I I appreciate your words. And it it has been hard raising Valencia on my own. <laughs> you know, it's I never expected to have a daughter. And Valencia goes, well, I mean, I, I never expected to have a dragon mom. Well, neither of us expected either of those things. But, um, you know, Valencia, I, I care about you. You know that, right? Yes, mom, mom, I, I know that. Well, it's... When you first came to me, it was completely unexpected. And I, I had so much in my life that most dragons would say was having something. You know, I had my own castle. I had a huge pile of gold and riches and jewels and such. And I don't know, I was empty, you know? And Valencia's kind of nodding along and tearing up a little bit. Mom, I, I know. And I mean, I didn't have the easiest childhood either or life, really. I mean, like I said, I was not expecting to be taken up by a village and sacrificed to a dragon because I was different from everyone else. But here I am. And when you picked me up and looked at me, I was terrified, obviously. I was a seven-year-old girl who'd never seen anything like you before. But you you took me in and you, you raised me and... Yes, you might have been a bit of a helicopter parent from time to time, but I, I love you, Mom. I do, but you can't keep me locked up in a tower for the rest of my life. I want to go see the world. I want to travel. I want to adventure. I want to meet people and not just listen to dirty, scaly lizardmen on the other side of a giant stone door. Yes, they are. They can be pretty dirty. Yes, I understand. Um, they're kind of looking each other in the eye and Martha goes you were you were, you were and you are the the greatest thing that's happened to me Valencia and I'm it scares me to to let you go and I, I know mom but I have to grow up sometime and I'm not going to be able to do it 
locked inside of a tower with you checking in on me all the time. I have to go out and make my own mistakes and discover who I really am on my own. Martha kind of settles down. She kind of tucks her, like a cat would, kind of tucks her her legs underneath her and settles down um, so that she's kind of looking at y'all eye to eye. Um, Victoria kind of like turns away for a second and like wipes something off her face as she's listening to them talk like that. As she's settling down, this giant pack of kobolds is now approaching and they're they're all like you you hear them kind of like yelling off of the distance and as they get closer you can hear them going dragon mommy dragon mommy she's back she's back now martha rolls right brian walks to the edge of the this area that they're standing in um but definitely closer to the group than to the kobolds and just very loudly yells they're having a moment can you prioritize your needs please (laughs) Uh, roll, roll an intimidation check. Okay. That is a 17. Okay. (laughs) All these kobolds hear you shout. This tall, lanky, very unassuming looking guy, uh, in a hoodie. (laughs) And they're like, whoa, whoa. Sorry, sorry. Calm down. It's fine, it's fine. Then Martha rolls her eyes. For the last time, I am not your mother. You're just a bunch of scaly lizard men that take up place in my castle because I have a lot of gold and I'm too lazy to try and clear you out. And I don't make you pay rent, but stop calling me mom. I'm not your mother. You are grown men. This girl here, this young half-orc girl is more of my daughter than any of you will ever be related to me. And the cobalt, you see one cobalt in the front hold back a tear and look down and look away. Well, Valencia is now like very clearly crying at this show of emotion and acceptance uh, by her mother. It's beautiful what you guys have. Um, My mom isn't a dragon, but she's pretty fierce. She's pretty strong. And because of that, I am. So I wish we got along like you guys did. Clearly, you guys care for each other very much. You have something very special. I think you guys have more trust than my mom and I do. And that's really cool. And if that's something that you let Valencia explore, that's a quality that will become stronger in her, and it'll be something really beautiful. I'm sorry we had to be (laughs) random strangers in this conversation between you two, but it feels like it was beneficial. And if she does decide to go out and adventure and spread her wings, well, we will definitely help her on her way. Well, thank you. That that means a lot. Um, As awkward as it must have felt to have been here for this, I, I do have to thank you because... I never would have realized this on my own. And because the four of you broke into my home and helped my daughter escape, I can see that she's she's a grown woman now, and she can make her own decisions, and she should make her own decisions. Um, and Valencia, she does that classic thing that you see in, like, fantasy movies with dragons, where she, like, puts her hand on, on her mother's, like, snout, um, and kind of, like, Closes her eyes with her. Thank you. Thanks. Dracaris. Exactly. Exactly. And 
all of a sudden, from behind you guys, you hear, thoom, thoom, thoom. Oh, shit. And you see ropes that are fired from behind you that cascade over Martha and land and bind her down. And she's now tied to the ground. You guys turn to see the entire Bounty Hunters Guild approaching, and they are setting up ballistas around Martha. And you see Tanner astride a particularly nasty-looking ballista in the front. All these years, you're hiding up in that castle, up in that fucking tower, and I could have sworn there would be some kind of incredible treasure that I could get out of this. And it was just this fucking half-breed girl? This is what you've been protecting all these years. With that kind of stupidity, you deserve everything that's coming to you. Everybody roll initiative for me. You so oh, bitch. I'm fuck jumping in. Fuck you and your 10-inch dick, motherfucker. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, this is going to take me a little bit to get set up. So I need to... Oh, oh, there's so much stuff on my paper right I'm now. so angry. I'm so angry. <laughs> Okay, everybody give me your rolls. 13. No, uh, yes, 13. Natural 20. So Yeah, Cecil! That's just a 20 for me. That's fair. Amazing. That's fine. Jackson got a 16, and I got a 17. Okay. Um... Also, I just want to canonically establish that that was really beautiful scene work, Riley. Um, that was incredible. Just, you know, <laughs> you you and yourself was really wonderful, but also um, Andy, holy fucking shit! Yeah, heck yeah. That's that D- Danielle. That's what this game is about. Okay, that's what this is. This is this, this is. Well, the guys, meat. listen. I play a character without emotions. It's not like I can. But no, like, now you get to go on the entire journey to explore those emotions. How, what fun! Wait, Riley, how many people are you rolling for? So many. I'm going to explain how this is going to work. Riley, we're going to die. <laughs> he's not killing us with a dragon. He's killing us with the bounty hunters. I've got a plan. I'm going to one on one. I'm going to. I'm going to. I'm going to one on one Tanner. Yes. I'm going to fucking one v one Tanner. I'm going to one v one Tanner. Let's go. Yo, one v one me Nuketown, bro. Let's go. One v one Nuketown. I haven't heard that in in a while. <laughs> you you awaken something. So this this commotion is happening around you. All of this chaos. And you see Martha kind of struggling for a little bit, but she she looks at all of you. Her mouth is like bound right now, so she can't open it or anything. But you hear her in your heads a little bit, and she's communicating with you. And she says, "Okay, I know this looks really bad, but I'm trusting you guys. I know that you can fix this." And she is going to mechanically she's going to use all of her potential legendary actions and her frightful presence to use her very own nurturing presence. So you guys all feel this kind of calm settle over you and this sort of bolstering of your spirits. And so everybody, all of your cuddle monsters are restored so they can now be used again. And everybody that uh, has has expended spell slots can roll 1d6 and recover them like for a cuddle monster. And those of you that prepare spells, you can also change out two of your prepared spells. Thank you so much. Hell yes. And while you guys are doing that, James, you in particular, you hear Martha's voice in your head and she's looking at you and she says, now, I know that uh, you didn't say very much and that's that's fine. I'm not blaming you for that, but I can, 
I can tell you're a gentle soul, and I can tell that there's something in you that even you don't really know about. You are just beloved by nature. You have this presence around you that is calming and uplifting to others, but there's more to you than that. And as she's saying this, you see this scale on her face fall, and it's glimmering. And as you pick it up, you feel this bolstering and this almost unlocking of power that you didn't even know you had. And James, you can now cast spells. <gasps> what? Wow. <laughs> I'm sorry, what? Oh my god! That is so... So you can take some time to look through. Rangers don't prepare spells, so whatever spells you're picking, you're sticking with. So take a little bit of time, you can look through those. And as you're doing that, That's I'm going legit. to explain to you guys... How all of this is going to work. Okay. Oh my god, okay, okay, so, okay, okay. all of these ropes are covering Martha, and you can tell that they're particularly, they're particularly strong in six different locations. There's her mouth that is covered, all four of her legs, each individually very heavily covered, and there are there is her tail. And you can see that they're kind of like making her muscles tense and um, keeping her down even more than you would expect rope to. And it's kind of like... In, intertwined with like bits of what looked like some kind of silvery material I don't know where the hell they got dragon chain I can't do anything against this you guys can break this until until it's broken I'm powerless against it so these six areas are each covered in this dragon chain you can try and cut the dragon chain um, you have to do a certain amount of damage until that part is freed but each turn the six ballistas are going to fire. Each of the ballistas is manned by three bounty hunters, except for the one in front, in front of Martha's head. It is manned by Trent. Oh, no, by, not by Trent. Trent is on actually the back one with two bounty hunters, and Tanner is on the front one with three bounty hunters. To fire the ballista, it takes one action to load, one action to aim, and one action to fire. Uh, and so each three of the bounty hunters on these ballistas will take all of those actions to be able to fire it. So each turn, the ballistas will get a chance to fire and attack Martha. Unless one of them or all of them is distracted by something that's happening. So you guys can either try and cut the chains. You can attack the people on the ballistas. Uh, you can try and destroy the ballistas. I will say the ballistas are very, very hardy. The other thing is that with Martha's nurturing presence, uh, you guys all also have Longstrider cast on you. Hey. Effectively, you can travel to each of the ballistas. Are the kobolds in this fight at all? So each turn at initiative one, I'm going to roll a d20 for the kobolds, mm -hmm. and I'm going to roll a d20 for the guild. Whichever roll is higher, I subtract the larger one by the smaller one, and whichever one rolls higher has the resulting number attack their respective target. Okay. okay. If the guild members roll higher, then they will go and attack Martha. If the kobolds attack higher, then they will go and try and attack uh, the ballistas. ballistas. Okay, great. Yes. So that'll happen on initiative one. Every turn on initiative 20, somebody is going to roll a d20 for just a straight luck check. I should say uh, chance check. You can't use luck points for this, but it's just a roll. And if you get a certain number, something will happen that will potentially help you guys. Okay. So uh, it is initiative 20. So can somebody roll me a d20? Uh, I'm having bad rolls today, so someone else do it. Uh, I'm, ha I'm having all over the place rolls. Uh, okay. I, 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 Jackson, I, I just Jackson, roll, roll for us. Jackson, roll me a D20. Jackson's going to roll. Jesus. Yeah. Four. Uh, unfortunately, for a one through five, nothing happens. Okay. So okay. we'll see what happens next turn. But uh, with that, I believe Cecil takes the first turn. Okay. 
Yeah, I pull out some seeds from a bag. Pull out, pull out some of my frozen corn. <laughs> there it is. There you go. Thank you. And I hold it up in the air, and I kind of grasp it in my hand, and as I pull down, a beam of light from the sky, like lightning, a big cylinder of, of moonlight, crashes down on top of the ballista that Tanner is on. Fucking metal! Um, they need to make a constitution saving throw. Okay. All of them? Yeah. Alright, so I'll roll for the three hunters first. That is a constitution 14. Uh, one of them rolled a 10. Okay. They have a plus one constitution. The other one, the other two unfortunately rolled 19s. Okay. Um, so, so they all pass. I believe that's half damage. That's half damage? Okay, and then and then I'll, I'll roll for Tanner as well. He has a uh, plus two constitution. He rolled a seven, but he is going to use one of his uses of Indomitable, and he's going to re-roll his saving throw. You son of a bitch. And he rolled a three. So. Yes! Hell yeah. <laughs> Great. Okay. Love Let's it. Go. Love to see it. You love to see it. Did you roll that's that? That's 20 points of... <gasps> of uh, of radiant. That's 20 points of radiant damage. Wow. This is what happens when your characters get amped up. <laughs> this is what happens. Yeah. Let's go. Riley, maybe okay. next time make your role play a little <laughs> less, worse. A little less, less hype, inspiring. Riley, less hype. <laughs> this is what I... Yeah. You guys keep saying, like, I'm trying to kill you. This is what I want. I want this kind of stuff. It's so fucking dope. Okay. Um. Let's see. You're an actual you. Brian doesn't trust You've you. You've inspired us, and now we're going to... Like kick ass. I've got a cause to live for or die for. Yes. Yeah. So and that and that stays there for a minute. And nice. anytime, okay. anytime they start their turn there, they have to make another Constitution saving throw <gasps> or take or take more damage. It's fucking brilliant. Yeah. Uh, if they pass that Constitution saving throw, do they not take any damage? They they, they take half or is as it just, much. It's a kind of, oh my god. Yeah. <laughs> okay. Yeah. So this the area kind of darkens a little bit around that ballista, and you guys are like, what 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 was that? Why was he throwing corn? And all of a sudden. <laughs> this huge beam of light crashes down and one of the hunters just evaporates on the spot. Uh, and then the other two dive out of the way and Tanner stands there and like takes it. He is very, he is hurt by it, but he uh, is a very beefy boy. Okay. Uh, and the ballista also takes that damage. Uh, but I'm going to say that it will take them two turns and they will attempt to move the ballista out of the moonbeam. Okay. So that one is out of commission for the next two rounds. On each of my turns after this spell, I can move it up to 60 feet. <laughs> it's just going to stay on it. <laughs> Anywhere they move it, as long as you I have concentration asshole. on it, I'm just going to move yes. it Yes. Love and it. And then I'm going to use my bonus action to take out the bat that I've slowly been whittling over the last couple days. Mm-hmm. It's got a bit of mistletoe on it, and um, I'm going to get into my batter stance, and I'm going to light it up with shillelagh. I'm going to just kind of look at Tanner. I'm going to go, batter up, bitch. Let's go. <laughs> oh, you want to play, do you? Oh, yeah. We'll fucking play. That's the end of my turn. All right. That is uh, Tanner's turn. So he will Fuck. make that constitution saving throw, and he rolled an 18. Okay, so he takes half as much damage. That is seven points. Of that, that's already or, sorry, divided. Uh, so three points of radiant damage. Three points. Okay. He he kind of is brushing it off and steps out and gets singed a little bit. But as he does, he is going to run up to you, Cecil, and he's going to take some swings at you. Come on, boy. Uh, Let's go. He's going to use his multi-attack, and he's going to uh, hit, slash you with his longsword twice. Oh, First one is a hit. Second one is a miss. Oh, that does seven damage. Okay, and I'm rolling for uh, constitution. So make me a concentration check. Uh, that's a 12. Okay, so that passes. You maintain the moonbeam for now. Tanner says, you better get out of my way, all right? 
This is business. No, no, that. you. <laughs> <laughs> oh, fucking great comeback! Well done. Uh, your mom. You hear Martha? You hear Martha in your head? Go. <laughs> well, that that was that was kind of a lame comeback. Sweetie. It's okay. You can, I believe in you. You can do better. And Brian, that's your turn. Okay, uh, the only person that has seen this is James, but Brian's face is wet after uh, watching the whole conversation that happened previously. Mm-hmm. Um, Brian fights through his confusion and thinks about the fact that this uh, connection wouldn't have happened if they weren't all in this together, and that this is a really this is the moment he has never had, and the first moment he thinks I would count these people as my friends, and he casts bless, oh my God. which means. Up to three characters of my choice. So, James, Victoria, and Cecil. Are they friends? Oh! Whenever they make a an attack throw, they add a d4. The real blessing was the friends we made along the way. Oh, <laughs> real so blessing. Uh, Fantastic. And then, as Brian is processing the fact that this is kind of overwhelming, he realizes that the real person who brought us here today was a major maternal energy. And so he uses his bonus action to cast Sanctuary on Martha, which means that until the spell ends, any creature who targets Martha must first make a wisdom saving throw. If they fail, they either have to choose a new target or they lose the attack altogether. Okay. Um, I love the energy. Technically, you cannot cast two first level spells uh, in Damn. one turn. Take bless away. But for that fantastic role playing, I will allow it this once. <gasps> yes. um, but going Great, forward, I will, never, I will never do it again. I I don't think that's the case, but it's okay. Um, <laughs> so, uh, and what is that? What is that wisdom saving throw? So I know. Twelve. Fantastic. So that is James's turn. Okay. So because of this uh, restored vigor in, in his self. He might mm-hmm. have, may have found some self-worth. There's a little uh, glimmer of yellow in his eyes. He looks at Ballista 2. Yes. And he marks that target with Hunter's Mark. Yes, he does! He marks whoever the hunter is on the that's manning it right now. Okay. I'll say that hunter is marked. And he is going to whip out his bow and yeah. fire at him. Do it up. Uh, oh. And, sorry, um, could... Could you and uh, Brian roll me d20s as well? I almost forgot. Before you roll for your attacks. I I had rolled for Moonbeam, and that was a 14. Okay. Brian got a 12. Okay. Uh, Same. Dope. Roll to hit James. Playing some fucking D&D. Yes. I love it. This is so epic. I'm sweating in real life right now, Riley. (laughs) Yeah, I actually, like, Jackson and I are both, like, pulling (laughs) our shirts out from our bodies. Yes. (laughs) Just rip your clothes off. <laughs> I mean, I'll go full Hulk. Just don't tempt me. Uh, 14. Cool, that hits. Jackson, what's that damage? Um, it's gonna be... Sorry, because I have to do Hunter's Mark as well. Yeah, you're good. Um, which is... That's a D, D6. D6? Right? Oh my gosh. Yeah, Hunter's Mark is so good. 12 damage. Holy shit. So yeah, you whip out your bow and spy on this guy and... And you nail him, like, right through the shoulder... And he staggers real, real hard, shrugs it off, but is very, very bloody at this point. Uh, he's like, are you okay? I think I can, I think I can still fire this ballista. We can do it, guys. Uh, we're terrible people, but it's okay. I'm going to, we're going to, you are going to humanize ourselves. Uh, and that is Valencia's turn. She is going to 
because her her mother used her nurturing presence, her breaths are returned to her. And so she is going to spy what James is pulling off, and she is going to try and unload an ice breath on that ballista. So I'm going to roll constitution checks for those three hunters. Oh, fuck. I think they all failed. That's a two, a one, and an eight. So they all How embarrassing. Just, just, what man, fools. just go back. Go back to the showers. Hit the showers, guys. Holy shit, I rolled two fours on, on a D4. Oh. Um, yeah, they all take max damage. The one that James hit pulls the arrow out, and as he's pulling, it's like, guys, I got, uh, and is frozen on the spot and is absolutely dead. And the other two are have the breath completely knocked out of them, and they are looking quite hurt as well. And that is V's turn. Okay, um, I'm just going to go ahead. She's going to run up to the chain that's around Martha's mouth, and she's going to do uh, two weapon fighting with her daggers. She's going to take her first attack, and then she'll take her, her offhand attack. Okay, they have an AC of 10. Okay. Uh, so roll roll the first one for me, and then roll the second one without your proficiency bonus. That's literally an 11. <laughs> yes. Oh, yeah. and don't forget you have Bless. Oh, I do. Oh, so, whoa. Yeah, 1d4, babe. Um, so that's now 14, or 15. So 15. Great, so, that'll, so that that one works. Yep. Uh, and the second one? 12. Okay, those both hit. Roll for damage for both. Uh, six total. Okay, great. You get down and just kind of... Uh, start slashing at them uh, and they uh, there's they're still they're still pretty hefty but you put a dent in them for sure that takes us to the ballista's turn for this round uh, ballista one and ballista two cannot fire because they're both missing hunters but the other four will uh, so these have a yes on the start of the ballista's turn would they have to take damage from Moonbeam. Sure. You know what? Yeah. Yes. Okay. I'll say yes. Okay. Let's be consistent. For Moon... Consistent in this podcast? What? <laughs> <laughs> what? Okay. Only only four points of radiant damage. Okay. Let me roll constitution saving throws for the other two hunters. One of them passes and one of them fails. And they're both looking very worn out. Uh, they did not sign up for this. One of them says, this was supposed to be my last day. Your boss sucks, bro. Your boss really sucks. (laughs) I'm really rethinking my life choices at this point. Uh, So four ballistas attack. They all have a plus six to hit. All right. So three of them hit. Um, Wait, they hit with a wisdom saving throw? Oh, I completely forgot. Because of sanctuary. (gasps) Yes. So three of them rolled like a 17, an 18, and a 19. So those are going to pass that wisdom saving throw. The other one rolled a seven. So I'm going to say it doesn't. So now I will roll for these ballistas to hit. And in that case, only one of them hits. Yes. You just saved Martha from taking a bunch of damage. Sanctuary. Sanctuary. Brian is locked into this mission. Yeah. So 3d10. Woof. Uh, That is math. 23 damage. Pierces her scales. Oh gosh, there's so much math to do. <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, so one one fires and sticks into Martha's hide and she takes a little bit of damage, uh, but kind of winces a little bit and so she's still pretty okay. And that is... Who is M? Mephistopheles. Who is M? Oh, that's Martha. Um, oh, the dragon. <laughs> but she, she unfortunately cannot do anything because she is still yes. chained down. 
So that is now initiative one. So I'm going to roll a d20 for the kobolds. Come on, kobolds, you can do it. Okay. You can do it, boys. So the kobolds rolled a six. Oh gosh, the hunters rolled a 19. Shit. So the hunters, they're skirmishing all around you guys and 13 of the hunters managed to break off and attack Martha. And I'm just going to say, I'm not going to roll to hit for them. I'm just going to say that they all hit because that's way too many dice. Yeah, but what about Sanctuary? But, god damn it. (laughs) Well, wisdom throw, motherfucker. All right. Listen, Brian doesn't care about much, but when he cares, he motherfucking cares enough for it to be inconvenient for the DM. All right. They roll the six. Uh, So, yeah. They're just... They're going to turn back and just keep on going. <laughs> they, they, see, they sprint forward. They just run back. Exactly. No you, see, you, see, you see 13 of these hunters break apart. Ah! Ah! Just keep running in the opposite <laughs> direction. So that takes us back to the top of the order. It is initiative 20. Somebody roll me a chance check. This is so hot. What is happening? Okay. 18. That's a good one. 18. Oh, incredible. So... You guys are in the middle of the heat of battle. Arrows flying all around you. There's there's shouts coming up. And you guys see out of the corner of your eye, a familiar giant skunk crawl out from the hole. Yes! And yes! looks out Go! super confused. And you see Wallace see you guys fighting and waddles up to Ballista 3. And he sprays an enormous stink cloud yes. on it. That's my boy. All the hunters kind of wretch. Oh my god! And they all pour away from the ballista. So ballista three is for the time being out of commission. So that is that chance check. And that takes us to Cecil's turn. Alright, dickhead. I'm going to go ahead and take a crack at Tanner. Alright. With my D4. Roll the hit. Oh, you're just trying to do this now. Alright, let's do it. Get <gasps> to 20! Yes! Holy shit, man. That's for a grand grand total of 28 to hit. Fucking love it. Yes, roll those 2d8, I believe. You've officially made up for all your shitty combat (laughs) rolls now, Brandon. Oh, buddy. I don't know about all of them. Okay, that's going to be... All right, well, that's 17 points of bludgeoning damage. Holy cow. He's an athlete, all right? He's an athlete. For the first time, you guys see Cecil pull out this bat. And he winds up and takes the most perfect baseball swing right across Tanner's jaw and just <laughs> cracks him right across. And I need the visual of the jaw. Does it like dislocate and go sideways? Yeah, like yeah, what it, happens? It, it dislocates and goes with the bat for a little bit. And he, Tanner spits out some blood and turns back and cracks his jaw oh! back into place. Bonus action. I'm going to yeah, bitch. Uh, first level healing word on myself. Okay, and roll a d20. Uh, 19 for that. So that I, I regained okay. seven hit points, so I have negated his okay. damage. And then I'm going right. to... Uh, how far is Tanner from the moonbeam at this point, would you say? Um, I mean, he walked up to you guys, so I'd say he's probably about 50 feet away from it. Cool. I have a range of 60 feet on that. I'm going to run 40 feet to the next ballista, and I'm going to centralize the moonbeam on... Tanner. Okay, as you do that, he's going to take an attack of opportunity on you. Try me, bitch. Got an AC of 11. Don't don't tempt him, bro. <laughs> uh, yeah, he rolled a 23. 
Um, Fuck! That's fine. I, so, that's fine. I got the healing word, and I have a potion of healing ready to go. He slashes you with his long sword, and he is slashing it with two hands. So this is a D10 plus three. So that is seven damage. Roll me a concentration check. That's fine. Uh, that's going to be a 12, another 12. Okay. Yeah. The moonbeam stays up. And uh, I centralize the moonbeam. I move it to centralize on on this dickhead. Yes. This, <laughs> All right. This ass of a man. Okay. Uh, so that is now his turn. So he's going to roll a constitution check. And he rolled a natural 20. All right. So he takes half damage. Yeah, ooh, ooh, okay. That's going to be eight points of radiant damage. Spicy he saved. damage. 16 That's reduced. divided? Yeah, you'll, uh, sorry, 16, right. and then so he takes eight because he saved. All right. Uh, Tanner's looking a little rough now. I'll 1v1 this bitch. Let's go. <laughs> and yeah, I'm going to run to the opposite. So Ballista, I think six. I'm basically going counterclockwise. Great. So that is now Tanner's turn, and he is going to run up to Brian and he is going to attack Brian because he knows he's got that sanctuary up. So he's going to roll two d20s for his multi-attack and he hits on both of them. He rolled a 16 and a 17 naturally. So that's... Holy shit. I'm so sorry, but he just rolled two 10s. So that is a total of 26 damage to Brian. 26 damage? Yeah, I'm sorry. I'm out fucking cold, you guys. Yeah. I have to death save. As Cecil moves this moonbeam, you see Tanner watch him run, and you see his uh, his gaze settle back on Brian, and he swings his sword around and runs up, and he gives him two slashes right across the chest, catches Brian completely off guard, and you see Brian take these cuts and stagger for a second and then crumple to the ground. All right! Who's next? Tanner is going to follow Cecil to uh, Ballista 6. He's not going to be able to get close enough to him, but he is heading that direction. Uh, So, Brian, roll me a death saving throw. If you roll above a 10, you get a success. If you roll below, you get a fail. On a d20? Yes. Roll a d20, and you cannot add luck to this. This is just a straight d20 roll. You guys, I've never experienced this. Brian has literally never (laughs) taken damage. This is terrible. Okay. And if you get three fails, you die permanently. 18. Okay, so that's one pass. So that is James's turn. Ooh. Ooh James yeah. is really mad now. So got yeah, he's going now. You know what? Fuck it. Uh, I'm gonna fire at uh, I'm gonna fire at Tanner because kill this boy. I'm really pissed off. All right. So Tanner's running. Roll to attack. You all, you guys also all lose your bless. Yeah, I was about well. to say yeah. this bless drop. Yeah. Um, that's 16 plus. Yeah, that hits. That hits. That, that hits. Yeah. That hits. I mean... Yeah. Roll for damage. Uh, 10. 10. Oh boy. Yeah, uh, Tanner is running and takes an arrow. In the knee. Yep. Damn it. Yeah, yeah. I, gotta I do it. You, yeah. gotta, go, you gotta do it. Yeah, yep. he takes an arrow in the knee. And he yep. goes, I, my adventuring days are over. <laughs> Fuck me. Uh, <laughs> that. Uh, James, do you want to do anything else this turn? Or are you uh, are you done? Um, bonus action, babe. Do you have a bonus action or... Uh, I'll bonus action uh, put my hunter's mark on ballista I guess three the next one in line okay on the whoever hunter is standing actually ballista three is out of commission because uh, Wallace sprayed it yeah oh so, shit so, good boy Wallace good boy okay I knew <laughs> no, I knew right. that was gonna come back to be a benefit to us Wallace coming in clutch 
Uh, all right, that is Valencia's turn. She's gonna spray Ballista too again uh, and try and take out those two remaining 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 hunters on there. And I will also say uh, because this turn around hunters are going back to Ballista one. This turn it will be restocked. Boom. Okay, one of them passes, one of them fails. So that is a four and a two. Neither of them are down yet, but one of them is looking very, very hurt. God, I signed up for the wrong fucking job. I really should have joined Frederick's Suffling Mud. It's a nobler profession. Frederick's off to the side. Hey, guys. Um, <laughs> Just shoveling. And that <laughs> is... <laughs> he, shovel, he shovels a dead body out of the way, uh, and that's Victoria's turn. Great. So as a bonus action, uh, bonus action I'm going to do he- okay, okay. <laughs> healing word on Brian. Okay. Thank you. Roll a d20 for me. Uh, 16. Okay. Um, so that's going to be four. Sorry, that's only four points. That sucks. Brian, you... <gasps> pop back up lying down on this battlefield uh, and kind of sit up and you are healed back for four points still in the middle of this chaos. How far away is Tanner from me? Tanner is probably about 30 feet away at this point. Perfect. I'm going to shoot at him with my pistol. Hell yeah, you are. 14. 14. That just hits. Amazing. Ooh. Uh, that's only three points. Ooh. But, uh, but it hit. It hit, right? It did hit. Stunning shot. Stunning shot. Great. What's the constitution saving throw? It's like a 10, you said? I, I think it's only a 10. 10. Rolled a 5, but he's going to use his indomitable, his last one. No! Fuck! You rolled a 1. That, that yes! was a useless ability yeah. to give him. He failed. They're terrible. He is Horrible. stunned. Yeah, so he's he's running Ooh. and he gets, he gets shot in the mm-hmm. other knee uh, mm-hmm. and falls to the ground. Going to cave his skull in. Uh, <laughs> Let's do it. Come on. He's clutching his knee. just, ah! Ah! Uh, that is the Ballista's turn. So, Ballista 2 and Ballista 3 are, are out of commission, but 1, 6, 5, and 4 have been restocked, and they are going to fire. Sanctuary is down now, so they all just roll to attack. All right, so two of them hit. Wait, if it wasn't concentration, why would it go out? Because Brian died. Oh, fuck, okay. Because <laughs> I died. <laughs> The spell still goes Guys, away. I was at negative one. All right, like, so I don't no know excuse, what they from me. One of them rolled a 15. The other one did roll a natural 20. So, uh 43 damage total is done to Martha. Still looking okay, but she is definitely taking some damage. Uh, and that takes us to Martha's turn, but she cannot do anything because she is still tied down. So that takes us to the kobolds and the hunter's turns. Come on, boys, for Gary. D20 for the kobolds. For Gary. <laughs> for Gary. It was Jerry. Gary. I, di- I didn't know him that well. <laughs> One kobold looks at you. Fuck you, man. <laughs> so the kobold rolled an eight, and the hunters rolled a 13. So five okay. of the hunters are going to run over. The hunters only are attacking with scimitars, so they're only rolling D6s. So that's 27 damage to Martha. She's still hanging in there, but... Oh. I believe in you kids, but this is starting to hurt a little bit. Um, So that takes us to the top of the round. Uh, Brian, in honor of you coming back to life, roll me a d20 for a chance check. 16. 16. So as you guys are in the middle of this field, you see off in the horizon a figure. Wait, could that be? It's Fritz flying over the battlefield. Yes. Returning to My you. children. And Fritz, Fritz, <laughs> seems to be holding, Fritz seems to be holding something in his beak. 
and he flies over the four of you and he drops down a greater healing potion to each one of you that plops down. Uh, what? And you guys have those stocked with you. And he continues to fly off, uh, almost as if to say, you can do it. Thank you, Fritz. So, Cecil, you're up. Okay, as a bonus action, I am going to, like, I kind of like using my baseball bat like a wand. I'm just going to kind of point it. Uh, I'm going to call my shot, and I'm going to make a spectral bear appear. The bear has a little backwards mm-hmm. baseball cap and an ascot mm-hmm. on. You guys get uh, nine temporary hit points. Valencia will get that as well. Perfect. Uh, Martha might get it as well, if they're all... If... She does, actually. Yeah, I'll say she does. Um, so everyone gets advantage on strength checks and strength saving throws whenever you're within 30 feet of the bear the bear the bear and then as i bring it back down i see that tanner is stunned for the for the moment he's holding one kneecap i line it (laughs) like a like a golf swing against his other kneecap and i take a big old crack (laughs) he's combining the two sports like never before all right, roll with advantage. Yep. Please, a natural 20. 23 to hit. Yes, that will hit. And that's going to be seven points of bludgeoning damage as I <sighs> crack against this other kneecap. Okay. I'm also going to drop my, my moonbeam. Cool. That is Tanner's turn. And yeah, Tanner's fucking useless right now. Um, Suck a dick. Yeah, I'm literally at like, I'm, I'm, I'm standing there and I'm taunting him. I'm just taunting him. <laughs> How are you taunting him? How are you taunting? What are you saying to him? You're... You suck, dude. You hear Martha in your head. You son, you really got to work on your comebacks. I I believe in you, but you you really got to do some some more work on this. Uh, Brian, that's your turn. Okay, I'm gonna drink this greater healing potion. Okay, uh, roll, that Wallace roll. just handed to me. That was Fritz. Um, but well, Fritz. They're, they're all they're all benevolent creatures. They're my you children. hear you hear Fritz in the background, kind of a little angrily. Um, roll 4d4 and you add plus 4 and that is how many you heal 4. That was a lot of times I said 4. 8, 9 and then add what? That's So that you add 4 to that. Nine so that's, and 13, add that's 13 hit points back for you. And then uh, for my bonus action, I uh, Brian is panicking about what the hell just happened to him and whether or not he saw a light to the other side uh, <laughs> and Mr. Logical Minded grabs his near and dear stuffed animal snake and starts cuddling it and yep. recovers two spell slots. Okay. Well done. Well cool. Done. That takes us to James's turn. Um, the hunters, the, the list of four. But I, yes, the I list have... of four is what you have. Hunter, mar- hunters mark. I'm gonna uh, fire at, 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 at that one. Okay, roll the hit. Uh, thirteen. Thirteen. That hits. Roll for damage. So nine. Nine. All right. Yeah, you you get this guy on his shoulder as well. Uh, because. God, he has so many fucking arrows. Um, and he takes quite a bit of damage. And that is Valencia's turn. She is furious and she's going to run up and attack Tanner on the ground. Just fucking everyone ganging up and just smacking down on him. So she takes her Tomfa bars and takes two swings at him on the ground. First one definitely hits... Second one actually misses, unfortunately, but she is going to expend a key point to use Flurry of Blows. Oh, hell yeah. She's going to make an extra... So she's going to make... (laughs) This is just me having one of the characters that I made just fuck up the other character that I made. Uh, Yeah. So the second 
Second one will hit. She gets one strike with her Tomfa bar and two strikes unarmed. That is 15 damage as she strikes him with one of them and then just drives her elbows down into his spine as he is on the ground and does a bunch of damage to him. And Tanner is looking right fucked up at the moment. Stun him again. Stun him again. That is Victoria's turn. Okay, so remind me, I can use Bardic Inspiration to bring back a sharp shot, right? Yes. Okay, I'm going to go ahead and do that. Okay. I am going to walk up in front of Tanner and stand there with my pistol and just ask any last words. And before he can say anything, I'm going to shoot him. (laughs) Oh my God. 14. 14, that just hits. We stand Victoria Rage. Yep, roll for damage. (laughs) It's probably not going to kill him. Four points. Four points. Fuck. You crack off and it clips his arm. You're 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 trembling a little bit. Yeah. So you don't quite get off the kill shot and it clips his arm. Wait, wait, it hit though. Yes. So I can stun. Yeah, you can you can try and stun okay. him. He's he's stunned again. Oh. Um, oh yes. Well he has to make a constitution saving throw first. Yeah. And he passes. Oh, fuck. <sighs> okay. So you shoot and he kinda looks up. I mean, that was a pretty fucking cool thing to say, but it kind of looks a little awkward now, right? I mean, like, am I supposed to... Do you still want me to say something, or...? She just she just stands there. <laughs> She's still kind of just shaking and holding the gun. That is the Ballista's turns. And as this is happening, the three hunters that are on Ballista 6 are going to get off, and they're going to grab Trent uh, and pull him aside to pull him away from you guys. You mean Tanner? Tanner? Tanner, sorry, not Trent. Trent's still Wait, on the- Wait, so do we get attacks of opportunity? You can get attacks of opportunity on the hunters. They are yeah. covering Tra- They are covering Tanner, so you can't attack Tanner. That's fine. Okay. That's fine. So I, bo- I don't believe any of you guys have used your reactions. So yeah, uh, roll to roll to hit. Shit. 11. 11? Uh, 13 for me. 13? Okay. Uh, Cecil, and, uh, Cecil and Brian, you guys hit. Roll for damage. 12 damage. Oh, buddy. That is seven points of damage. Okay, yeah, you guys take out one of these hunters, um, and the other two are just, go, 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 quick, go, quick, quick, quick. And Darren's like, fucking, you better get me out of here, you better get me out of here. Uh, and they get probably about 30 feet away from you guys. He's surrounded by the hunters at the moment. So that is Martha's turn. She still cannot do anything. You guys can do it. I believe in you kids. But please, please hurry. Uh, and that is did i roll for the ballistas this turn yeah i did okay uh so that takes us to the kobolds and the hunters so come on kobolds you can do it let's see let's just see win, if they can get a win one. this time just win one, we must protect the dragon mommy protect the dragon mommy um kobolds roll the six hunters roll the ten god <laughs> sorry damn it Little shit stains come on <laughs> We're trying our best here. We're still mourning Jerry, okay? Jerry, he's long gone, guys. Get over His it. His name was Jerry. It was Jerry, <laughs> you Jerry? asshole. That's my bad. The hunters are going to roll 4d6 and add four to the total. Holy crap. Uh, so that is 21 damage plus four. So 25 damage. When I say Martha's starting to bleed, this is a dragon we're talking about. So she still has a lot of health left, but she is she has taken quite a beating. So, Victoria, roll me a chance check. 12. Come on, Miko. Come on, Miko. As you are surrounding Tanner and trying to beat him up and these hunters drag him off, you 
hear something in the dis- uh, in the distance. You're <laughs> and you see Miko For leading real? three more kobolds into Miko! the fray. Yes! He's riding atop one of them and just kind of holds up his fist in defiance. And so this next round, when I roll for the kobolds and the hunters, the kobolds will have a plus three to their roll. Fantastic. Yes! So God bless that Miko. That is Cecil's turn. All right. I'm going to take all these guys out in one, in one swoop. It's going to be great. <laughs> oh, buddy. Are you? Yeah. And by the way, I forgot to say, uh, Tanner is no longer stunned because it, ba- it had come back to Victoria's turn. So, she, so Tanner is no longer stunned. So, Cecil. Okay. I'm going to take my hand. I'm going to run my hand across my forehead that is very sweaty. And I'm going to take, I'm going to have the perspiration on my hand. And it's going to begin to get very, very cold. Oh, God. And form together. And I'm going to fling it like I'm throwing a dagger. And I'm going to cast Ice Knife. Ice Knife. Ooh, buddy. Uh, I'm going to throw it at Tanner. He needs to make a dexterity saving throw uh, 14. Okay. He is proficient in dexterity saving throws. <sighs> Come on. So. Please. Please. You're a 13 plus five. That's an 18. Motherfucker. Okay. All right. That's. So does that, that doesn't hit him. He just, he dodges. <sighs> yeah. Uh. Okay. Bonus action. Couldn't fucking hit the broadside of a barn. All right. You son of a bitch. Bonus action. I'm going <laughs> to, is, is cuddle monster a bonus action or is that an action? Yes. Cuddle monster is a bonus action. And before, but, but before you do that, roll me a D20. Yeah. Three for the D20. Okay. Um, yeah, I'm going to bonus action cuddle monster. Okay. I'm going to recover spells. That's a four. That's better than last okay. time. But I'm going to recover one second level spell slot into first level. Dope. Uh, that takes us to Tanner's turn. So he's looking at these guys that are surrounding him. Stretches a little bit. He gets a wicked glint in his eye. And he reaches down. And he pulls out a greater healing potion and he pops it. I hate uh, you. <laughs> I hate you so much. <laughs> Uh, so he recovers 14 health. He's still pretty fucking beat up, but he's basically trying to survive another turn. So he's going to pop that as a bonus action. And then he's going to whip out his hand crossbow and he's going to take a shot at Cecil. And he rolls a natural one. Uh, so as he's making this, as he's making this, Luke, okay, he hit the broad side of a bar now, bitch. He did, he did exactly what <laughs> he did exactly what Victoria said by saying something super cool, and then like his gun jams for a second. He's like, oh, shit, fix this for me, Tony. Sorry, sorry, yeah, boss. Sorry, sorry, I'll fix it, fix it. Uh, that takes us to Brian's turn. Brian is staring dead ahead at all of this taking place and just thinks, "Fuck this fucking guy." And uh, as he's thinking that with as much judgment and hatred as he could possibly perpetuate in one motion, mm-hmm. he casts sleep. <laughs> oh, boy. Oh, my oh gosh. Boy. This spell sends creatures into a magical slumber. Roll 5d8. The total is how many hit points? And it starts with the creature with the lowest number of hit points and then escalates from there. Okay. Uh, so you're casting it on these two hunters and Tanner. And Tanner. So yes. these two hunters are at full health. That's okay. Great, but I have to roll 5d8. Roll 5d8, and we'll see what happens. Uh, with an additional 2d8. Oh, you're casting? It's a second level slot. You have second level spells now? Yeah. <laughs> yes. Really? <laughs> Am I lying to you? I might be lying to you. I think you're lying? lying to me. Okay, great. Then just five. I, That's I fine. think you're accidentally lying to me unintentionally. Three. Yeah, paladins don't gain. 11. I don't think you gain that until fifth level. 19, Ooh. 21, 
26. Ooh, okay. Um, so you look at them and hold up your hand and you see one of the hunter, they all kind of like cock their head for a second and you see one of the hunters kind of just falls over, passed out. Uh, Tanner and the other hunter are still awake. Uh, so that takes us to James's turn. Uh, so whichever, again, I'm going to go after the one that I had a hunter's mark yeah. on. Okay. Uh, natural 20. Oh shit. Yes. Roll 2d8 for me. Doing math, doing math. We're doing math. This is why the DMV is fun. So math. much math. Lots of math. Uh, 22 damage. Oh my god. Yeah, you whip it out. I'm going to say with that much damage, it goes through this first one and it gets the guy behind him as well. So you did. So the first one only had 7 HP left. Uh, so the second one takes um, 15 damage. And God, you nearly kill the second guy as he's just completely caught off guard. He's like loading the ballista and he turns and just see an arrow go through his friend's chest and sticks into him. Oh, oh, where the fuck did this come from? That is Valencia's turn. And she is going to run up and attack the hunter that is next to Tanner. Going to hit both of those. And she is going to expend another key point. Hits both of those as well. So that's 2d4 and 2d6. <laughs> wow. Unfortunately rolled really poorly. She does 11 damage to this hunter. This hunter is still up. And as her turn ends, that is Victoria. Yeah. So I, Victoria just turns and looks at Tanner. Gets this wicked grin on her face. And she's going to start humming the Game of Thrones theme song and cast yes, Dissonant Whispers at second level. Yes, she is. All right. So uh, that is a... So wisdom he, saving throw. Yeah, he, uh, he has advantage on saving throws for wisdom as well. So he has a plus three to wisdom saving throw. He rolls a 16. Cool. Does he take half damage from that or that is... Um, takes half. Half. Okay. Roll, roll damage then. Okay. Nine points of damage. That's already halved? Yeah. Okay. Yeah, he flinches and is squinting through the pain. Uh, Still up, but looking hurt. And as you finish whispering this, you hear steps coming from behind you. And you turn and you see that Trent has come down from his ballista and is attacking you guys. Trent, come on. I'm sorry, he's come really- on, Trent, we bought you a beer. He's really scary, okay? He's, I mean, I, I'm just doing my job, I'm sorry. Uh, and he is going to use his chain to attack Victoria. Bring it, bitch. He has a multi-attack, so he attacks once with a spike chain and once with his light crossbow. Rolls for his spike chain. He misses that, but then he fires his light crossbow at James. Ooh. And he rolls a 19. So to yeah, James, yeah, that, that <laughs> to James, he does six damage. I'm sorry. It's just a job. I'm just, I'm just a yes, man. I apologize. Um, <laughs> and that is the ballista's turns. So six and three are out of commission, but the other four are going to attack. Two of them are going to hit. So that is first one does 23 damage. Second one does 11 damage. So that's 34 total. Yeah, uh, Martha is looking a bit worse for wear at this point. She is breathing heavily and you see these these arrows are sticking out of her hide. Um, you can kind of hear her groaning uh, as, as blood is dripping down her scales and into the ground. 
Um, and Valencia says, Mom, we are going to save you. I swear to God, we are not going to let it end like this. Martha's turn. She still cannot do anything. So she just kind of nods her head as she is bound to the ground. Uh, and that is the Kobolds and the Hunter's turn. Kobolds do have the plus three because of Miko leading yes. the charge so valiantly. So, Kobolds, uh, 13 plus three. So they roll a 16. The Hunters... Rolling eighteen. Yo. Oh my god. Wow. I'm I'm sorry, the dice don't lie. Uh so the hunters do an additional whew, the hunters do an additional thirteen damage to Martha. She is looking rough. Um so all of the chances that have happened that could have happened have happened. So we're not gonna go do any more chance rolls. Incredible. So that is Cecil's turn. So I'm pretty ticked off because I did ice knife wrong. That's um, fair. <laughs> So, yeah, uh, second level ice knife on Tanner. Um, All right. So that's a, a plus six to hit. Please, natural 20. Uh, okay, that's a 19 to hit. Okay, yes, that will hit. So then both Tanner and the other guy need to make a dex save of 14. Both of them do. Okay. Yeah. So Tanner rolls a 19 and actually he rolls a 20. Uh, and the other guy rolls a four, so... Okay. Okay, that's fine. So, for the actual knife... Ten damage! Whoa! I'm feeling like... <sighs> okay, and then the other guy <laughs> the other guy takes uh, 3d6. Uh, Shit. Damage. That's 11 points of damage. Uh, yeah, he's he's absolutely dead. Sweet. Uh, and roll me a d20, please. Fuck you, Tanner. <laughs> you just you just hold up a single middle finger to Tanner from across the battlefield, and he just kind of he kind of looks confused for a second, then just hey, no, no, you, you, no, you, uh, that's, you. That's an eleven. Two douchebags facing off okay. on a battlefield. <laughs> <laughs> How Mother Nature um, intended. Set him up. Just finish him off. Finish him off. Is that the end of your turn? Um, bonus action. I'm going to pop a healing potion. Potion of greater healing. All right. So as you are doing that. Tanner is enraged with your flipping off and provocation. So he's going to run at you with uh, his longsword, and he's going to take two attacks at you. He's going to take the first attack. Uh, First attack, he rolls a 22, and with that, he is going to use a trip attack. So I need you to make a DC 14 strength saving throw. Um, We'll say I have moved my bear to follow us because we're all sure. in close proximity. We'll just we'll just we'll just assume that it moves with you. Okay, so I do have advantage. Yes. Don't try me, man. I'm an athlete. Okay, that's a seven. <laughs> okay. <laughs> oh my god. Um, but I'm gonna add luck points mm. to that. I'm gonna add as many as I can. I'm gonna add ten. Okay. Um, so th- yeah, it was DC fourteen. Yes. Uh, I'll take it. So I'm gonna say, yeah, you you pull that off. You start to stumble for a second. Um, he does, because of the trip attack, he does add a D8 to the attack roll automatically. That's fine. If you failed the check, though, you would be knocked prone. He, like, takes a slash at you, hooks his foot around the back of your foot, uh, and you you almost see Martha's eye close for a second of, like, a Cecil, come on, sweetie. Um, but then you just happen to, because of taking the damage from his sword, you like take a step over his foot instead of leaning against it and just happen to miss, some might say, luckily, miss his foot. Uh, so, ah, so he is going to roll damage for the first one. So that's a D10 plus a D8. 
Wow. Okay, the D8 was a one. That was useless. That is nine damage on the first attack, and he's going to roll for his second attack. All right. Come on, Cecil. Come on, Cecil. Oh, my gosh. He misses against Cecil. Thank God. (laughs) I'm an athlete. Let's go. (laughs) He rolled a four (laughs) plus six. I fucking missed against this kid. Are you kidding me? No, you. (laughs) No, you. Uh, And that is... Brian's turn. Great. Kick his ass, Brian. Kick his ass. <laughs> Brian turns and takes his rapier and dagger and just starts double-edged sawing at one side of the chains around <laughs> uh, Martha's snout as yes, fast okay, as he can. Yes. And as he's doing it, that's his action. And as he's doing it, he thinks to himself, God damn it, there's got to be a way to keep you safe. And he casts Sanctuary as his bonus action. Which means that from now on, anyone that attacks her has to go back to the wisdom saving throw. Yep, yep, yep. And roll a d20 for me. 20, bitch! 20! Roll a d100 for me! Okay, so I got a double zero on the one that has the tens numbers on it. Okay, and then what did you get on the other one? A one. <laughs> a one. That's a so one. So that, that is a one. Great. Uh, so... Wow. One out of 100. Roll me two more D100s. Great. Uh, 53. 53. 0. Okay. So, <laughs> <laughs> so um. What did you do, Brian? What did I, you do? I'm sawing as fast as I can, Cecil. <laughs> so you were sawing. So roll two attack rolls. No, actually, sorry. Just roll me one attack roll. Against the rope. It's a double... Okay. Well, if you want to use double, you cannot use a bonus action. Okay, fine. I'll do single and then also okay. cast Sanctuary. Um, great. So that's 14. Okay. Uh, so roll me a d8 plus your dexterity. Great. Motherfucking two. Oh. Uh, I, so I believe I plus your dexterity, one? I believe that's a four. <laughs> Not for damage. Damn it. I established that the first time. Uh, so the rope is fraying... It is not broken yet, but as you are cutting, you cast Sanctuary and you feel this kind of like dizziness come over you for a second and you suddenly swap places with Cecil. And Cecil is now standing next to this dragon's maw, her toothy maw. Toothy maw. you You have swapped places. So now Brian is standing next to Tanner and Cecil is next to the dragon. But in addition to this, Brian, you feel this, like, kind of like a like an itch in your side. And you guys all see this enormous, huge, ripped, beefy arm sprout out from the side of Brian. And Brian, uh, for the next minute, you have advantage on grapple checks. Oh my god. Sorry, what? What? I just have a third arm out of my side? That's right. Yes, and Tanner is complete. Every like Tanner, Valencia, Trent, even Martha are just like, what the fuck? (laughs) As Brian is just standing here with a noticeably toned, ripped arm. Like this arm goes to the gym like seven days a week. Drinks protein powder. It is on. It it does calisthenics. It is on its shit. That's the appendix bursting out of you. (laughs) It finally has a use. (laughs) So that is now James's turn. So I'm going to move my Hunter's Mark to, uh, with this newfound insight, move the Hunter's Mark to Tanner. To Tanner. All right. And I'm going to attack. Oh, my God. 27. Yeah. So it was a natural 20. Oh, my gosh. It was a natural 20. Yeah. 
End it. Do it. End it, James. Do it. <laughs> Do it. Do it. Kill him. Do Kill it. Kill him. 14 damage. Yeah. Yes. Yes. James, show your work. Yes. yes! Oh, okay. All right. How are we going to do this? I don't know how you're going to do this, bitch. Let's go. Um... Oh, I want to do something so cool, but it wouldn't. I, it let, wouldn't work, though. It let, work. let J- James. You can. Let Riley. Tell you can you do know. whatever you want. Okay. You can do what. I again. Think high school theater. Go big. I will tell you if you. I will tell you if you have to pull back. Okay. So here's what's gonna happen. Um, James, because he's uh, he's in this power zone, he's going to fire at the rope that is around Im's uh, mouth, and as her mouth comes free. And I ask her to trust, I say, trust me, breathe fire at me. She breathes fire at me. I absorb elements. I absorb her flame. And as I shoot the arrow, and that flame, the arrow catches fire, and it explodes on the tank. <laughs> Holy shit. All of that happens. You pull back your bow, and you are trained on Tanner. And you get this thought in the back of your mind, and you're like, no, there's a better way to do this. And you, right before you pull, you turn suddenly and you snip the air, you snip the rope on uh, Martha. And she looks at you uncertainly for a second and she just nods her head and blows this enormous cold breath at you. And as it washes over you, you are filled with a sense of calm and focus and determination. And you absorb all of this power into you. And it seeps through your hands into the arrow, into the string of the bow. And you fire the straightest shot you have ever fired. And this cold arrow covered in ice and cold energy pierces Tanner right through the heart. And this ice bursts out across him and he stumbles back. One step, two steps, looks down, looks up, fucking dragons, and falls to his knees, and Tanner is dead. You guys can make sound if you want. Uh, I mean, this is an audio podcast. I don't know what Tanner's going to do. (laughs) So this incredible scene plays out. And all of the hunters and all the kobolds are just stopped on this battlefield after witnessing this ridiculous feat. And you just hear weapons crashing to the ground as everyone drops everything that they have. And you guys have defended Martha, the mother of Valencia, Silver Dragon, owner of Spiteful Field Keep, and defeated Tanner the malicious guild leader of the bounty hunters. And as Tanner falls to the ground and Frost spreads out across his awesome, cool leather jacket and his shades fall down to the ground, class is dismissed. Oh, oh man. My oh, God. Holland Dragons is Andy Dinehart as Victoria Hightower, Danielle Grisco as Brian Tolkien, Brandon Lindsay as Cecil McNamara, Jackson Pounds as James Malden, and myself, Riley Wesson, as your DM. Thanks so much for listening to this session of D Holland Dragons as we got to the climactic climax of the Spiteful Field arc. I know it was a lot of work and a lot of math to put together, but despite that, I had an absolute blast doing it. I know everyone enjoyed playing it, so I really hope that you enjoyed listening to it. If you did, you're welcome to leave us a review on Apple Podcasts and subscribe there or on Spotify. 
If you really liked it, please share it with a friend. We'd love to get more people listening to the show. Our theme music is Sonic Pogo by Vans Japan. Other music can be found in the episode description. And our artwork is done by the insanely, incredibly, ridiculously talented Carlina Alvarez. Link to her stuff is in the description as well. Guys, check it out. You are not going to be disappointed. Until next time, if you want to get into Dungeons & Dragons, here's the secret. Pretty much everybody that you know also probably wants to get into Dungeons & Dragons. The thing is, nobody wants to DM. So why not be that person that takes the first step, jumps into Dungeon Mastering? It can be a lot of work, but I promise it's an absolute blast and your friends are really going to appreciate you for it. Thanks again for listening. We'll see you next session. Do we level up? <laughs> I was just about to say, you do not level what? up. What? You did not level up. We just up. fought a you dragon. Just up two- no, you fought for the dragon. Okay, okay. You fought for the okay. dragon, and but you, also, you all leveled up. You leveled up two sessions but ago. But also, we es- you leveled up two but, sessions we ago. We didn't. We escaped a whole castle, and we split the party, and we still escaped. I could murder all of you right now if I wanted to. <laughs> I could drop Fucking three do more it, dragons Riley. that actually want Throw to kill some you. Balls and kill us all. <laughs> oh my god! Do not tempt me, my friend.